And while you're up, let's make this de declaration and decree. How many thankful we serve a God of the dream? And you know what? He'll even supply the dream and of the dreamer. That's us. Say it like you mean it. Mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little today. Come on, say it. Amen. Come on, give him a hand like you believe that. Hallelujah. How many is glad that we serve a God that will lead us into all truth? Today I want to talk about, and this is the name of my message, don't be deceived. Look at somebody and tell them, don't be deceived. Come on, say it again. Don't be deceived. There's so many voices and opinions today. I would dare say more than ever before because of social media and all of the things that we um, are subject to and so many things that are in our life, but there's more voices and, and opinions fighting for your, uh, your attention today than ever before. And quite frankly, it's challenging for anybody to sort out at times what is truth and what is fiction. In the last days, the Bible tells us, don't be deceived. Look at somebody and tell them, don't be deceived. It also says that many will be deceived. Now, here's the, here's the question, and it's quite sobering that I want to ask you today. I want you, it's not something that, that I want an answer on. I want you to use this to evaluate some things as you leave this service today. Are you being deceived? Are you being deceived by the social um, standards of today? See, throughout scriptures, we're warned against the dangers of deception. And not only should we be aware in the end time, but we should be aware not to be deceived on an everyday basis. Somebody say amen. Because if you think about it, guarding against deception in our everyday lives will ultimately prepare us to, or be conditioned, as I was speaking about the children, it will condition us for the end times that you will not be so easily deceived because you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. See, it's not something most of us want to think about every day. But we have to give this subject attention. Or, to be honest with you, you'll be caught off guard. And the enemy will overtake you without you even knowing it. Because the very definition of deception means that those who are deceived do not know or believe that they're being deceived. Amen? But I got good news. The truth about everything is in this word. You don't have to be deceived. You don't have to wonder if your doctrine is right. You can get in the word and you can find it. You don't have to wonder if you are being treated right or you're being led astray or somebody's telling you something because of their political or social standing. You don't have to be pressured because of what your grandmama did or, or your uncle did. You can know the truth and be set free. Somebody say, don't be deceived. 
I believe there's some things that you need to do and I want to give you some things that will help you make sure that you're not being deceived today. And number one is this. You have to know what deception is. What is deception? One thing that you need to know right off the bat is anyone can be the subject of deception. No one is immune to being deceived. I said no one is immune to being deceived. How do you say that, Pastor? What do you mean? Because we live in a world that we deal with everything around us from a sense standpoint. You see things, you make opinions. You hear things, you feel certain ways. What you see and what you hear always connects to what you believe and how you feel about something. So therefore, you are conditioned or you are molded in to what other people want you to be, whether you like it or not. You have feelings about certain things down deep inside of you that started when you were a little kid. And the reason it, that, that you feel that way, whether it's good or whether it's bad, is because the people that you love, trusted, and held in high regard live that way. So by default, you begin to live that way. Are you with me today? I know this is a little meaty, but I believe that we're in a day and a time that we need to understand what deception is. See, I believe that thinking you can't be deceived means that you're already deceived. Greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. But make no mistake, you live in an evil world. Come on, somebody. So, what is deception not? When you do something wrong and you know it's wrong, that's not deception. That's making a bad choice. True deception is much deeper than that. It comes when you get swept away by wrong ideas, but you've become convinced that it's the truth. If you wanna turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses three and four, it says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. See, itching ears are those that only want to be told what they want to hear. Listen, I love to be reminded of who I am in Christ. As a matter of fact, I make it a point that we don't, we, we don't focus on the negative around here. Oh, Lord have mercy. I have been lamb blasted by so many preachers because I don't preach about all the bad. Listen, it's not my job. Maybe it's theirs. I'm not judging them, but it's not my job to promote fear. The Lord told me to help you learn how to dream, and the only way that you can do that is to learn to live by faith. It is my job and it's my appointment and maybe I'm not your pastor. Maybe God has somebody else for you and I would hate to see that, but I want you to know you're not gonna be coerced into 
receiving Jesus because of being afraid of going to hell. Listen, hell's a real place. Hell is an eternal place, the same as heaven is. Don't mistake what I'm saying. But the fear of hell will not cause you to live for Jesus. I've proved that myself. You've proved that yourself, knowing what you're doing is wrong is wrong and you're still doing it why because like the word says you're being drawn away by the lust of your flesh we have to understand if you make a wrong choice it's a wrong choice but being deceived is much deeper than that people want the message of God restyled to fit the times and the flow of society This particular problem leads to mixing truth and falsehood until the accurate picture of Christ and Christianity is no longer presented. See, the the, the definition of deception is being swept away into believing as truth what you didn't believe previously. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. The nature of deception is a work of fear that begins with questioning who God is. Well, why would God want me to do that? Or why, would, why did God say that? Or why did this? Or why did that? Listen, I believe that you can question what the Word is by studying the Word and knowing what the Word is. But to question what the word plainly says will bring us into a place of fulfilling the things that God has told us would lead us into ultimate destruction. That's deception. Adam and Eve believed that what God said about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil until another voice came along and told them they should question the truth. Then they started to lean away from the truth through their own questioning. Is that what he really said? Is that that really going to happen? Is he trying to keep us from something good? See, instead of going back to the source, they allowed the questioning to lead them away. And that, my friend, is deception. When you hear something that maybe your flesh agrees with, but your mind says, but that's not what the Word says, that's a good time to get into your Bible and stay there until you find the truth. I'll never ask you to believe me over the Bible. But I promise you, I will never bring you anything that I can't back up by the Bible. Because the Word of God is the bedrock in which we have to live our lives. Especially in a day where the moral compass has kind of lost its way. Is anybody with me today? We live in a place where this is wrong and that is right. But, but I look back in the day of, of what I was taught coming up and so many things are different today. And quite frankly, I'm not saying that, and, and I'm not one of those that jumps on the bandwagon, oh, I want it to be the way it used to be. No, I like cell phones. I like them. I like to be able to, uh, to stay in touch with my friends even when I don't see them. I like technology. I like the fact that we don't have to have a piano tuned every other week and, and the, we have an electronic piano. That, I don't want to go back to the things that are not good. But it, so I'll never, I'll never stand and preach that, oh, we've got to go back, we've got to go back. But I will tell you this, you've got to go back to the place where God's Word meets you in your life. And you've got to build on the foundation of truth. So 
so that deception does not take a place in your life and leads you to a place of complete confusion. Somebody say, don't be deceived. We've got to know what deception is and then we've got to live prepared. I was a Boy Scout one time for about a week. I was. Man, I was so excited to get one of them uniforms, I didn't even get one. I didn't even make it that long. But there's one thing I remember, the motto. Anybody know what the Boy Scout motto is or was? Be prepared. Be prepared. I believe that we need to live prepared. Somebody say amen to that. Knowing how easy it is to be swept away into deception, Paul warned us with this scripture in 2 Timothy 4, 16. Take heed unto thyself. In other words, make sure that you check yourself. And he goes on to say, and unto the doctrine. In in other words, check your doctrine. Why do you believe what you believe? And he goes on to say, continue in them. Know who you are, know what you believe, and be prepared. Stay there. Amen? For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. We need to be prepared ahead of time to judge those things that are presented to us in this life. Y'all are being quiet this morning. I hope you're soaking it in, but I I wish somebody would say amen to that. I'm going to say that again because you need to get that in your, in, your, in your spirit today. We need to prepare ourselves ahead of time so that we can judge those things that present themselves to us that is wrong. And we should be able to discern quickly, quickly and accurately using the knowledge and wisdom that we have built in our relationship with God. You know what's tragic to me? What's tragic to me is someone lived for Jesus and they'd be a Christian for 30 years and still make, they come to a crossroad where a decision to do right and to do wrong and they toil with it. And they toil with it. You know what Jesus said? The word says, be hot or cold. In other words, make a decision. Do it. Be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. God doesn't like someone to be to be confused. You know why? Because he is not the author of confusion. Satan is. So, so I want to tell you that we should live prepared so that we would be able to discern quickly and arrogantly. Guarding against deception is being proactive. Don't wait until something comes up and tries to figure out if it's truth or deception. Don't wait. Be ready for it. I believe it was Dan that was sharing with me just the other day. He was talking about something that a preacher that we both enjoy listening to. He said, he said, I don't want a miracle in my life. He said, I don't want to have to have a miracle in my life. And I've been thinking about that. I agree with that. I don't want, because we're always in church, you know, we get the, the organ going and the beat going. And man, we got all excited and we're talking about miracle signs and wonders. I don't want to have to have a miracle in my life because if you need a miracle, that means you've got a major problem. A miracle is something only a supernatural God can perform in your life. A miracle is something you need when the doctor has pronounced a a disease on your body that the world says can't be healed. Then you need a miracle. 
See, I want to live my life in health. I want to live my life in good memory. I don't want to have to, as a matter of fact, I believe that you can decree a thing and it'll be established on the earth. Do you believe that? If you don't believe that, go to the book of Job. That's what the word says. You can decree a thing and it'll be established on the earth. So you know what? I have decreed, I'm going to live to be an old man. My natural forces will not be abated and my eyesight will not grow dim. You say, why do you say that all the time? Because that's what I want to be. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long life, but I don't want to live a long life. Somebody having to help me up and help me down. Nothing wrong with that if that's where you're at in life. But I'm telling you right now that the world will tell you you have to live that way. The devil is a liar. The word of God says that you can live strong. I want to be here for my great-great-grandchildren. I want to be here, and God knows if my kids keep waiting longer and longer to get married, I'm going to have to live longer and longer to see that happen. (laughs) So i got to stay strong. But I believe that we have to be ready for the deception that Satan wants to take us out with. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So how do I get ready? You spend regular time in the Word. Oh, that was pitiful. I said, you spend regular time in the Word. Come on, somebody. That means you get up in the morning and you get a little Word in you. I'm not telling you that you don't have to live your life and have, have, that you have time to, to stay in the Bible every day. I don't even believe that. God wants you to do that because if you're nothing but in the Bible, then you can't share the Bible. But you get the word in you so that when you go to work and somebody says something hateful to you, you can go to the word and go, what should I do? Oh yeah, the word says a kind word turns wrath away. And that you're able to meet that nasty word with a kind word and your day has just been put in the right direction for you to be successful. That's good news. Amen? See, don't let the input of the world outweigh the input of God's Word. Word in your life will change your life. Your time praying and fellowshipping with the Lord is the greatest preparation for standing firm in the last days. As a matter of fact, you know what? There's so much talk about the last days. I don't know if we're in the last days. Everybody says we are, but I know that the Bible says that a day is as a thousand years, a thousand years as a day. I don't know if it's the last day. I don't know if we're in the middle day. I really don't know. Um, And you say, Pastor, you you shouldn't say you don't know. Well, you shouldn't act like you do when you don't because you don't know either. I'm just telling you whether it's the last day or I'm just, we're just ramping up. Whatever it is, I want to be prepared to stay strong through any storm. I want you to know that I have been through a storm or two in my life and and storms leave a wreckage and you have to clean the wreckage up and the attitude that you meet it with will determine how quickly you get it done. If you get up in the morning and there's been a storm blow through and, 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 and the, the chairs are in the pool and, and there's a tree over the, the, the driveway and all that, you can go, oh, I don't even want to deal with that. And then it's a mess until you decide. But if you just jump in there, I'm going to get this stuff put back and I'm going to get it fixed. And you meet it with the right attitude and you meet it with, with an understanding that you can get it done quickly and it'll be behind you. 
It's a better day. So the same thing in your life spiritually. When Satan throws those unexpected storms in your life, if you are prepared with the word, you will not linger in the valley longer than you should. Stand firm in the light of the truth. If you analyze something with your own thoughts and your own opinions, you're setting yourself up for deception. I said, if you analyze something with your own thoughts and your own opinions, you're setting yourself up for deception. As believers, we have an incredible measuring stick. It's a foundation to base your perceptions on. The measuring stick is God's word. In the world that we live in, there'll be greater and greater challenges as time goes on. I believe that because the word says that. So as we meet those challenges, the Bible tells us that a large number of people, listen, in the body of Christ will be led astray. In Luke 21, 8, it says, and he said, take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall, say, shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. The warning isn't meant to scare us. It's meant to help us. So I'm not going to get up here and go, oh, you got to watch. Oh, you got to. No, you just got to know. You got to know who you are. You got to know who God is. The reason I'm not scared today of all the things that we see and hear in the news is because I've read the back of the book and it, I don't care what it takes to get from here to here. God will provide because he said the steps of a good man are ordered by him. And, and when you read the end of the book, we win. Woo! And that's exciting to me. As a matter of fact, when I look at what the book says about my each day, we win. Because greater is he that is within me. Amen? When I wake up in the morning, he's got me. When I go through my day, he's got me. When I lay down at night, he's got me. When we prepare ahead of time to recognize the devil's tactics, we're guarding against deception. You know what I'm so thankful for? I'm so thankful that I had a mama that would make me memorize Bible verses. And before I went to school, we had to get up, lived at the home for children in Sevierville. Mom, mom and daddy was house parents. And we'd have to get up. She also taught me how to clean my bathroom. Every day, I had to clean my, every, every day. Had to clean my bathroom. And my mama is old school. And she would say, I don't want you to give it a lick and a promise. A lick and a promise. You know what that means? Somebody said, ooh. It don't mean you're licking it. It means, it means you're just hitting the high spots. She would come behind me and she would inspect. I had to make my bed every day. I had to get, and then we would go to the big room and every week we would be given different Bible verses. And at the end of the week, we had to recite those Bible verses. He said, that's a little harsh. No, no, what she was doing was preparing me for today. She was hiding the word in my heart because she was given charge over me as my mama. 
My daddy taught me how to do a lot of things. Man, I've got, I've got common sense. Oh, I can, I can fix things that I don't even know anything about because if you just, if you just look at them a certain way, you can figure. Daddy taught me to how to use common sense. He taught me how to work hard. He taught me how to use my money and how to invest. And he taught me a lot of things, but my mama also taught me how to get into the word. She taught me how to pray. You know how she taught me how to pray? She didn't say pray like this every night before she would go to bed when the lights went out and it was real quiet in the house I would hear her get down by her bed and she would start praying and she didn't pray quiet and she would go down the list my uncle Dave I've heard his name called so many times because he was out living crazy but before he went to heaven guess what he got saved and you know what I believe? I believe it's because people like my mama never gave up. And she taught me how to pray. She taught me how to get in the Word. She taught me how to set a, a plumb line, if you would. Set a, set a, a measuring stick, a guidepost to my life. And not to hide my head in the sand and go, oh, I don't want to see. But understand that faith and denial are not the same thing. I'm not denying that there's bad things, but I do have faith in a God that says I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Somebody say, be not deceived. See, the next thing is you got to run everything in your life by the word of God. Everything, everything. Whenever an idea, whenever a philosophy, there's a lot of people with, I've I, I never seen so many people on YouTube with all these shows and their philosophies of life. And let me, let me caution you, you have to be careful what you allow to just play in the background of your life. Because the way, the way these social media sites are set up is you could start playing a video and then if you leave it and, you just, and then you come back later, you go, how did that get on? Where, where did that come from? Be intentional and then run everything by the word of God. You don't have to wonder or guess if something's true. All you have to do is compare everything to the Word of God and you'll have your answer. That's how you guard against deception. Somebody said, be not deceived. There's plenty of deception in the world, especially when it helps justify sinful living. Causing deceit means pursuing or pressuring someone to accept as true or valid something that is not true and not valid. Social issues are used by Satan. I'm going to say that again. Social issues are used by Satan for deception when they're not based on the truth of the Word of God. Deception also disregards God's law of sowing and reaping. To be deceived is to think you can plant apple seeds and then harvest pears. It don't work that way. I said it don't work that way. To believe you can plant seeds of hate and then reap seeds of love, you are deceived. Well, you don't know what they did to my family. You need to let it go and forgive. Period. Amen? Because you can't, you can't sow seeds of hate and get 
harvest of love. Or you can't plant seeds of anger. Have you ever seen so many angry people in the world today? Oh, they're angry about everything. They're angry that their tea isn't sweet enough. And they're angry that their mashed potatoes is a little too lumpy. They're, they're aggravated and angry that someone looked at them wrong. And you can't, church, listen to me. Are you listening? You can't plant seeds of anger and reap peace in your life. Sometimes you gotta take, take a deep breath, step back and allow somebody to go on and get out of the way. Come on, somebody. I know everybody wants to be first in line. I know everybody wants to get there and they want theirs and they want to get it done. But sometimes it's easier just to step back because in all honesty, a lot of people that are in so big of a hurry, they're not gauging where they're going by the word of God and too often they crash and they burn. To believe that you can plant one seed and get another is in total opposition to what the word says in Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can't sow one thing and get another. Somebody say, be not deceived. To guard against deception, you've got to live by faith. What is faith? Faith is confidence in something that I can't see, but I know it's there because the word says it's there. Faith is confidence that something exists other than what I see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. Don't be deceived into thinking that anything less than victory is God's will for you. Well, it's just God's will for me to be poor. It is not. If you want to be poor, you can, but that's not God's will for you. Well, it's just God's will for me to suffer this sickness. He's teaching me a lesson. That's a lie from hell, and I will never agree to that. Because God is a healer and he's not schizophrenic. Uh-uh. He doesn't do that. He said it and the word says he never changes. Don't be deceived into thinking that anything less than victory is God's will. The word will tell you to expect defeat. The world, excuse me, the world will tell you to expect defeat. The world will tell you to accept failure. The world will tell you to accept and expect sickness. The world will tell you to expect and and accept disease. The world will tell you to expect and accept broken relationships. The world will tell you especially, I've heard so many say, oh, it's coming, it's coming. There's a a, a downfall coming. Listen, there, there might be. There might be, uh, uh, I mean, you know, how much higher can the, can, can the market go? And, and you look down through history, don't be alarmed. The, the stock market has always gone up and down, up and down. So why are we so alarmed? You know why we're so alarmed? Because we're listening to people talk instead of trusting in what the Word says. The Word says that I will be taken care of Now, I believe you should make wise decisions. God gives you wisdom. Do you know what the wisdom of God is? The Word of God. Do you know what wisdom is in a a natural application? Wisdom is to know the difference. Know the difference. So if you're spending more money than you're making, not wise. Ain't a whole lot spiritual about that. It's just dumb. Come on, somebody. But the world wants you to think and to expect 
financial trouble. When you live by faith, you believe the truth in God's word. I'm going to give you a few examples. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Luke 1.37, nothing is impossible with God. Mark 9.23, all things are possible to him that believes. 1 John 5.4, the victory that overcomes the world is my faith. 2 Corinthians 2.14, God always causes me to triumph. That's good news. God's word is truth. And God's word says that we're always going to come out on top. Don't be deceived. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Thank you.